The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria, riding solo for this wonderful Wednesday. It's June 23rd. We got some playoff action to jump into. Start of a series. Hawks traveling to Milwaukee. They're taking on the Bucks tonight around 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. So we're going to touch on that showdown slate. And uh, towards the end of the show, we'll also briefly just go over tomorrow's slate as well. That way, those who are doing those two gamers can have a little sneak peek preview. Obviously, it's a daily podcast. It's a first look podcast. Things change. So, you know, be on top of that news and buckle up. Make sure you catch tomorrow's podcast as well. That way, if you need to make any late adjustments to some news that comes out or things that we find out, you could do that pretty easily. So I'm going to jump right into this. It's going to be a relatively short podcast, guys. As you can assume, it's a solo. It's a solo game. It's not going to take a lot of time. And I don't want to take too much time out of everybody else's day. I want you guys to get ready. Buckle up. Start building those lineups. Constructing it. Tinkering. Mixing and matching. Doing what you need to do to take home that money. But speaking of taking home some money, guys, check out mybookie.ag. We talk about it all the time. Head over there. They are the number one sports book and the only sports book that gets HoopBall's stamp of approval, guys. So head over to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code HoopBall, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, on your initial deposit. They'll match it 50% on up to $1,000. So free money to play with. You can use it, play with it however way, shape, form, if i saying that correctly, that you want. Uh, whether you want to bet, maybe you want to take some action on tonight's game. Maybe you want to parlay both these games together, tonight's and tomorrow's. Maybe you want to do some first half action, some second half action, some prop bet, whatever you like to do. You can even head over to the fully fledged casino platform where they have roulette, table games, poker, blackjack, slot games. You name it, they have it. MyBookie.ag. The promo code again is Hoopball. H O O P B A L L. So we'll jump right into this. 8.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Atlanta Hawks traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks For the injury report, we have DeAndre Hunter, Hunter and Brandon Goodwin both ruled out. We have Bogdan Bogdanovich considered questionable. He's truly being considered a game-time decision. And then an update, Cam Reddish is being upgraded to questionable. So Cam Reddish hasn't played in quite some time, but as we know, the Hawks are thin on, uh, thin on the wing. They're going to need as many bodies as they can, especially in this matchup going against the likes of Giannis and Chris Middleton. So hopefully Cam Reddish can get back in there. He's been one of their better defenders around the perimeter this season, and they have been missing him dearly. On the Bucks side of things, Dante DiVincenzo ruled out. Jordan Nawara is probable. This game's coming in with the higher game total of the two, 230 game total. Bucks favored by eight in this one. So Buckle up, guys. We got some showdown action. This is the game that I'm sure, for the fantasy purposes, is going to be a little bit more enticing. And there's not a lot of whole, there's not a lot of secrets in this. I mean, we just saw these uh, these two teams play uh, lengthy, lengthy series, so we got to see the best out of the best from everyone in here. But I'll start off with the away team. We'll start off with the Hawks here. And just speaking from a captain in the utility standpoint, Trey Young is coming in at seventeen thousand four hundred in his captain spot in that utility spot. He's coming in at 11-6, so only about an $800 salary difference between him and Giannis. It's the two highest-priced guys on the slate. So it's simple for me right there. Obviously, if you're playing this showdown slate, you're going to want to get Giannis, and you're going to want to get Trey. There's no doubt about it. This is definitely going to be a much more difficult matchup for Trey 
Uh, I And this one, as opposed to the Sixers, you know, it sounds weird saying it, knowing that Ben Simmons being one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah, take 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 that for what it's worth with everything else that we saw about his game during that series. Uh, but Drew Holiday is a little quicker than Ben Simmons. He's going to be a little bit more shifty. He's going to have a quicker step. He's going to be able to ride along with Trey Young. And I think, you know, while a lot of people in that pick and roll find themselves chasing behind Trey Young in the floater, Drew Holiday is one of the best at this. So I'm expecting not clamps or anything like that. It's still Trey Young. He's still going to take 20 plus shot attempts and probably hit them at close to a 50% clip. But it's definitely going to poise more of a problem for me. Like I said, if you're maybe if you're doing the two game action, you do not want to get as much Trey, you know, because I think Giannis is going to be the best player for both games. Um, not even close, in my opinion. So I, I'm going to want to play up for Giannis if I could. And on this showdown slate, I think, you know, going with the approach of trying to get Trey, trying to get Giannis is the right way to go. You're just not going to be able to get either one of these guys in your captain spot and feel too all too great about it. So it's kind of where I'm leaning on the two game slate. I'm a little less interested in them. And on the uh, on the showdown slate, I'm definitely going to want some shares. But outside of him, some other guys that we could look at, I want to look at the front court between Clint Capella, John Collins. I think I prefer Capella ever so slightly at 8,600. We've known that the Bucks have given up a ton of points to opposing centers time and time again. Capella, he was just going against Embiid. And when you know that you're going to have to spend 90% of the time focusing on defense because you know that the you know leading scorer on the other team is the guy that you're defending, also the MVP candidate, it's going to take a toll. So we didn't get to see as much from Capella as we'd like as far as those big rebounding games and a, a whole lot on defense. I mean, a couple of those early games, we saw some bigger rebounding totals. But they shifted the focus primarily to his defense. Now they're going to bring back the pick and roll. They're going to bring back Capella. And I'm expecting a big game from him. So he's 8,600 right now. And that is if you wanted to get him just in your utility spot. If you're looking at him in your captain spot, he's 12-9. But I definitely think he's an excellent option. And I slightly prefer him over John Collins, although I do like both these guys a lot. Like I said, I, I'm looking to attack the front court in this one. The other guy worth mentioning, Kevin Werder, coming off of an absolute burner of a game. We can actually say two burner of a games in a row. Back-to-back 40-plus DK points, put up 40-plus minutes in both those games. And he was hot. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He just looked like he was getting wherever he wanted to. He was getting those shots that he likes uh, you know, on the baseline, kind of, where, where there's little step-back floaters kind of things that he does. But... There's no doubt about it. He's going to continue playing. He's going to continue playing a big, consistent role now. Bogdanovich and Cam Reddish are both back in this game. Does that limit him whatsoever? Probably slightly. You know, maybe he goes from 40-plus minutes to 35-plus, 34-plus. He's still going to be a big, integral part of this offense. I just think a lot of people are going to be chasing those two past games, and I just don't know how I feel about that. So I, I do like the play. If I have the money, I don't mind spending it on him. I'm just not going to lock and load him like I did these past two games. Just because I think, you know, again, showdown slate, we're trying to take advantage of some ownership. And if, if half the field is going to flock over to Kevin Werder, I might just have to flock the other way. It um, doesn't feel great saying, but it's, the, it's the, honest, uh, the honest truth. And that's what I have to give out here is that I can't play everybody and I have to take a stance on some people. And in this case, it's an ownership stance. And that's the way I look. I'd rather play Danilo Gallinari at 9K. I just think both these guys are very, very much like. And I'm just going to take advantage of the play on ownership. Outside of those guys, I don't really need to go too too much over here. Hawks pretty much running a tight rotation at this point, using the guys that got them to where they are. On the Milwaukee side of things, I touched on it. Giannis, best play on, on the slate, on both slates. There's no doubt about it. This is just a cakewalk matchup for him. I'm expecting Giannis to eat. I'm expecting big minutes from him. We kind of saw that towards the stretch. Um, I guess down the stretch, for that last series, it's like, hold on, wait, we got this guy that could play a ton of minutes. He's young. He's in his mid twenties. He's in the prime of his career. Why are we only playing him 35, 34 minutes? Uh, we, yeah, we saw that change. 
50 minutes in the last game of that series, 40-plus in the two prior to that, and he hasn't put up less than 55 DK points in those. So I'm expecting Giannis to continue pouring in the double-digit rebound games, continue with the 30-plus games. He's on five straight games of 30-plus actual points, five out of the last six. So this is just going to be a high-tempo game for him. These two teams play at two of the highest paces in the NBA during the regular season, so I'm expecting just scoring back and forth all over the place, rebounds all over the place. So, yeah, lock me into Giannis. I am perfectly okay with that, uh, no doubt about it, especially if he's going to be playing 40-plus. Now, where does that leave Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday? So, anytime I lock in Giannis, I get a little bit more hesitant on Chris Middleton. We tend to see those big Chris Middleton games in the, in the, in the days that Giannis kind of disappears a little bit. So, I'll probably pass on Chris Middleton. If you're not playing Giannis, that's where that pivot would be. Um, that's probably the approach I would take. And looking at Drew Holiday, the minutes are going to continue to be there. I like Drew in this matchup a whole lot. So sign me up. I'm not going to get him in my captain spot at 14-1, but when I'm looking at that util spot at 9-4, I do like him more than Middleton for $600 cheaper. And I think he's going to be more in line with a guy like Pella. I think Pella could potentially outscore him, though, for that $800 difference. Outside of those, the big three over there in Milwaukee, you know, I was hoping to take some shots on Brooke Lopez in that last one. He he paid off at put up 42 DK points. We finally got a nice Brooke Lopez game, put up 19 points, eight boards, four blocks. But it's going to be a little bit of a different matchup. Again, it's one that he could take advantage of, knowing that Capella is going to struggle to chase him out to the three-point line. But if they end up running some John Collins at center, things might change. So I'd probably opt. I, I don't think I'm going to opt to play too much Brooke Lopez. I think if it fits my construction, I wouldn't mind it. I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. If if anything though, uh, I would prefer just to go down the six hundred or eight hundred dollars to a guy like Gallo, who I expect nearly no ownership to. And then PJ Tucker should continue to play big minutes. Uh, sign me up at thirty eight hundred. We're starting to see some bigger PJ Tucker DK games outside of the twenty eight point performance in that last one. Fifteen points is considered a big PJ Tucker DK game. So if we could get that fifteen to twenty points out of PJ Tucker at thirty eight hundred on a showdown today, I think that's just splendid. And I think we do also see. Maybe just a hint more of Bobby Portis in this series. So keep an eye on that. If you're looking for a nice dart throw, 2,400, Bobby Portis would be that guy for me. I think that it's uh, very, very serviceable. I think this is a better matchup for him uh, than that last one. Maybe we don't see as much P.J. Tucker because they just don't have a guy named Kevin Durant. But still one of their better defenders should find his way out there for 30-plus minutes. So that's the approach on the Buck side of things. I think Giannis, you don't need me to tell you this. He's the best play by it without a doubt. I prefer Holiday over Chris Middleton, Lopez if it fits. And then I'm looking at Bobby Portis as my GPP dart throw and Tucker as a salary filler type option. Not anybody that's a must play, but a lot of us are going to find ourselves needing that, that little bit of salary relief. So when you're down there, you don't want to take the chance on Bobby Portis. He's giving you the heebie-jeebies. You're a little nervous about him, whatever it may be. Those are the instances where you can just go down Leave some money on the table. Spend it on Bobby Portis. But we'll move on. We'll touch on the next game, the next slate. It's going to be on June 24th. The game's going to tip off at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But for those who are doing these two-part slates, I just want to give a quick little brief synopsis, I guess. Two nineteen and a half game total. Phoenix being favored by one. We do not have an injury report as of yet. We're still waiting on the Chris Paul news as well. They're saying there's a decent chance and there's optimism that he does make his return for game three. Now, if that's the case, Chris Paul at 8,400, yes, absolutely. I think he's very, very much in play. Uh, it's the, You don't need to talk too much. It's Chris Paul. It's going to be going against his former team in his former team's house. There's some narrative involved. Knowing he hasn't played a few games, this dude's probably itching to play. Uh, yeah, sign me up. Chris Paul at 8,400, perfectly okay with that. 
Uh, outside of that, looking at some of these other guys on the Suns, when we're looking at Devin Booker, he's just been absolutely torturing it. Now his price tag is up to 97. If Chris Paul plays, I am all set with that. If Chris Paul doesn't play, he's definitely an option, but I probably won't get there anyway. Just getting a little bit too expensive for my liking. I prefer him to be a little cheaper. Uh, the usual go-to options for some value, Jay Crowder, 5,400. He's been playing great, and he's continued to play big minutes. He's an option for sure if you're looking at some of these guys on Phoenix. But outside of that, it's going to be just really Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton at 6,600. We could continue to roll out there. This is a cakewalk matchup for him, and he's showing it after that monster play to win that game. So uh, confidence is at all-time all time high for this guy, and that's what you want to see with some young players is that they are, are that confident and that their team trusts them. I think Aiton's begin, not begin, he has it, began building the trust early on in the season with working with Chris Paul, where a lot of these veteran guys respect him. And he's kind of making a, a, a name for himself, going from a guy where it's like, how can you take this guy first overall to this guy that's going to be a beast for the coming of years. So Chris Paul, sign me up. DeAndre Ayton, sign me up. No thank you on Booker. I'll take some Crowder. And if I need that dumpster dive option on here, you know, I don't think we can necessarily go to Cam Johnson two games in a row. But when we're talking about back-to-back games with 24 minutes played, sign me up right there. That's a decent value. If there's three-point shots falling, he's going to pay off the value. If it's not... It is what it is, but it's not going to burn you ever by too, too much. We're not paying a hefty price tag or anything on him. And uh, I guess for for sake of it, I probably would prefer Cam Johnson over P.J. Tucker. Uh, just from a value standpoint, Tucker's $400 more or less, but his ownership is probably going to be double. So I'd rather take the chance on a guy like Cam Johnson shot falling and getting the advantage on the ownership. But we'll slide over to the Clipper side of the ball real quick. Obviously, Paul George, top of, the, uh, top of the order, top of the key, most expensive guy on this team. 10K is only $300 more than Booker. I'd much prefer Paul George over Booker. It's just that simple. I do not expect Kawhi Leonard to play, although he's being listed as questionable. Uh, there's, a, there's probably a more than likely chance that we do not see Paul George, or I mean Kawhi Leonard, even if they make it to the finals. Uh, torn ACL, I don't, I don't know how they haven't just ruled him out yet. Uh, Reggie Jackson, again, another guy that's playing baller minutes, 6K. He's going to draw a tough matchup against Chris Paul. But as long as this guy's playing high 30 minutes and getting the volume of shot attempts that he has been getting, which is about 15-plus, helping you know run this offense, Paul George can't do everything on his own, I'm good with that. That's a very fair price tag for Reggie Jackson at 6K. I think you know people might shy away from him with Chris Paul being back and knowing he's going to get that defense. But I'm okay with paying that 6K price tag, despite the defensive matchup, despite being a low pace, uh, that the Suns are going to slow this down and everything else that comes with it. I'm hoping that drives some ownership away. Because 6K is just far, far too cheap for this guy. He should probably be closer to 7 the way that he's been playing uh, in that last series because of the playoffs. Batum's an option, but at 5,800, getting a little bit too expensive for me. If there is Chris Paul, we're not sniffing campaign. Uh, if there's no kids, Chris Paul, obviously lock and load campaign and feel perfectly okay and good about it. Uh, and then the last guy that I guess we really need to talk about I, um, on – did I say campaign? Did I just flip-flop back to the Suns? I'm sorry. I guess I should have done that when I mentioned him before. Uh, the last guy I really wanted to talk about on this on this Clipper team, outside of Paul George and outside of Reggie Jackson, it's going to come from, from some of these big men. You know, looking at Marcus Morris, 4,700, hasn't played well. He's been playing limited minutes. Terrence Mann has been playing well, 4,300. I think that we can go back to that, knowing that some people are, you know, they got that big game. They got burned by him twice. People are going to hop off. So I don't mind looking at Terrence Mann. I prefer him over Patrick Beverly just because Patrick Beverly's offense is like P.J. Tucker's. It's just... If you need it, it's there. Don't feel good about it. Don't feel great about it. The ownership will probably draw more towards him than a guy like Mann, knowing that he's much, much cheaper in name recognition. People know who he is. 
And then the other guy that we need to talk about is going to be Zubats. Played 34 minutes in that last one. He's going to be the chalk, but you're going to need him. Uh, great point per minute guy, 3,300. He's going to allow you to get all these studs in there that you're going to feel good about. And listen, if he plays 20 minutes, great. I'll still play 3,300 for him. If he plays 40 minutes or 30 minutes, that's a must play. Uh, if he gets another 30-plus minutes, you got to play this guy. There's no doubt about it. Eat the chalk. Eat the free square. Just suck it up. Uh, don't feel bad about it. It is what it is. It's just you can't you can't argue with that value. But that's all I have for you guys. It's been about 16 minutes. Not too long, not too short. Just enough to hopefully get you guys going, get your research started, get those lineups formatted. You got my thoughts. If you want to give me a follow on Twitter, you can find me at Micah Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give us a thumbs up, rate and review, five stars, subscribe. All of that good stuff means the world to us out here. Allows us to get better and see what we're doing well. Also lets our sponsors know, hey, people like these guys. But we'll be back tomorrow. We're handling stuff with you guys. It'll be Santino on there. So thank you guys for listening. Everybody over here at Hoopball, let's go, let's get some good playoff basketball and go take down some GPPs. Take care, guys.